Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2144. Glycemic Index and Glycemic Load, Everything You Need to Know, by Lori Tepperson with idealnutrition.com.au. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for being here and welcome back to a new week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. And with that, Let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Glycemic Index and Glycemic Load, Everything You Need to Know by Lori Tepperson with idealnutrition.com.au Glucose is the sugar that ends up in your blood. It is the simplest form of sugar. Other simple forms of sugar include fructose and galactose. These are all monosaccharides. We then have disaccharides, which includes lactose, which is basically two sugar molecules joined together. Then there are polysaccharides, which are three or more sugar molecules joined together. Disaccharides and polysaccharides are broken down into monosaccharides during metabolism. When we eat food, it goes down into our stomach. There, many digestive enzymes start to break it down. After a while, the partially broken down food travels to the small intestine where it is further broken down. One of the molecules carbohydrates are broken down into is glucose. From the small intestine, glucose is absorbed into the bloodstream. As glucose is absorbed into the bloodstream, blood glucose levels rise. The glycemic response refers to how quickly this process of digestion, absorption, and raising of blood sugar levels occurs. Low and high glycemic index. Foods that undergo this process more quickly and hence cause a rapid rise in blood sugar levels are deemed a high glycemic index food. Those that undergo this process more slowly and cause a more progressive increase in blood sugar levels are deemed a lower glycemic index food. The glycemic index is a scale ranging from 0 to 100, with pure glucose sitting at 100. On this scale, a food is considered having a high glycemic index 
if it has a glycemic index of 75 or above. Medium, if it has a glycemic index between 56 and 69, and low, if it has a glycemic index of 55 or less. Low glycemic index foods demand that the body's digestive enzymes work harder for a longer duration in order to break down the food into glucose, and then allow the glucose to reach the bloodstream. Because these foods provide a more sustained trickle of glucose into the blood, they typically keep one fuller for longer. The reason this process takes longer for some foods rather than others is that they might have more fiber, which resists the action of digestive enzymes, or, during food production, they are not as processed as other carbohydrate-containing foods. As a result of the food not having undergone much food processing and refining prior to us eating it, the body needs to work harder and for longer to break down all of the components of the food, including the carbohydrate, to transform it into glucose. Fat content can also affect the glycemic index of foods. Examples of high and low glycemic index foods. High glycemic index foods include white pasta, white bread, grapes, watermelon, cakes, biscuits, cookies, lollipops, soft drinks, and fruit juice. Low glycemic index foods include multigrain and brown breads, brown pasta, corn, berries, rolled oats, sweet potato, and chickpeas. Fun fact number one. Cooking methods can also affect the glycemic index of a food. For example, pasta that's cooked al dente has a low glycemic index, whereas pasta that's overcooked has a higher glycemic index. And fun fact number two, the more fat and protein the meal contains, the lower the glycemic index of the meal. This is because both fat and protein delay gastric emptying, so the contents of the stomach, including the carbohydrate portion of the meal, are metabolized slower. For example, spaghetti bolognese made with well-cooked white pasta is actually a low glycemic index meal because the fat and protein released from the meat come into play and affect the glycemic response. When glucose from a high glycemic index food is absorbed into the bloodstream, it produces a rapid rise in blood glucose levels, peaks, and then falls soon after. Glucose from low glycemic index foods arrives in the bloodstream more progressively and is therefore a more prolonged release of energy. It does not have as high of a peak and it drops less drastically. What is the glycemic load and how is it worked out? Glycemic load is worked out by combining both the quality and quantity of the carbohydrate-containing food and dividing this value by 100. The quality is the glycemic index number and the quantity is how many grams of carbohydrate the food contains. According to the Glycemic Index Foundation, an apple has a glycemic index of 38 and contains 13 grams of carbohydrate. So its glycemic load would be 38 times 13 divided by 100, which equals 4.94. However, the closest rounded number in this case, 5, is the assumed value. Glycemic load values. The Glycemic Index Foundation states that a food with a glycemic load of 10 or less is considered low. Between 11 and 19 is considered medium, and 20 or more is considered high. They believe that for optimal health, one should aim to have a daily glycemic load of under 100. The interplay between glycemic index and glycemic load. Solely considering one's daily glycemic load as a measure of health is not advised. 
because it does not take into consideration one's overall nutritional intake and physical activity. Yes, you may be eating mostly complex, high-fiber carbohydrate foods, which is a good thing. However, you may also be consuming some discretionary foods, which contain, let's say, unhealthy fats. You may also not be eating enough protein or vegetables, which provide you with your micronutrients. While the glycemic load is an informative tool, the overall nutritional profile of food should be the top priority. A particular food may have a low glycemic load, but it could have a very high glycemic index. For example, watermelon has a high glycemic index of 80. However, due to the typical serving size that individuals consume, its glycemic load is only 5. Harvard's Medical School has a useful table detailing common foods and their respective glycemic index and glycemic loads per serving. What if I have diabetes? This concept is particularly important for those with diabetes. This is relevant for both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Using the watermelon example, although glycemic load is low, watermelon is still a high glycemic index food. Because people with diabetes may count their carbohydrate intake at meals and snacks and match it to their insulin intakes, it's important for them to understand the glycemic response of high and low glycemic index foods. What if I don't have diabetes? Following a low glycemic index diet is typically a healthy way of eating for anybody, not just those with diabetes. It can assist with weight loss. More importantly, it can assist with healthy weight maintenance since we're often not left feeling hungry soon after a meal, which is usually the case after consuming higher glycemic index foods. This in turn often leads to reduced total calorie intake. You just listened to the post titled Glycemic Index and Glycemic Load, Everything You Need to Know by Lori Tepperson with idealnutrition.com.au. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search but what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Glycemic index has been studied for a long time. Well, that's subjective. I should say 
a long time in the world of nutrition. There was a bit of controversy over whether glycemic load could be helpful for weight loss or weight management. This was because, as today's author Lori mentioned, once it became popular to eat low glycemic index foods, people started getting tunnel vision and only looking at a food's glycemic load or glycemic index when deciding whether it was going to help with weight loss. Calories and other macronutrients like protein and fat were lost in the shuffle. So instead of nutrient balance, the focus was the food's glycemic index. All of this to say that yes, glycemic index is important, but so are the other nutrient qualities of foods like calories, protein, and fat, and as Lori said, the micronutrients. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a great rest of your day and be sure to tune in again tomorrow where I'll have another post for you and where your optimal life awaits.